PCOM Perspectives. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Feldstein, and today we're talking with Dr. Scott Glassman, Director of PCOM's Master of Applied Positive Psychology, MAP, program, and licensed psychologist. Dr. Glassman is a member of the Motivational Interviewing Network of Trainers and a consultant for the Family Medicine Department at PCOM, assisting with the integration of behavioral health and primary care. He also trains DO students in the patient-centered communication and has developed healthy lifestyle initiatives at PCOM that foster collaboration between counseling and psychology students and healthcare professionals. Dr. Glassman's seven-week positive psychology program, A Happier You, has been featured on SiriusXM, NPR, and CBS News as a syndicated feature, and he is the author of the book, A Happier You, a seven-week program to transform negative thinking into positivity and resilience. I'm excited to welcome Dr. Glassman to the show. Jay, it's great to be with you. So great to talk about positive psychology and what we can bring to our students and to our communities today. Sounds great. So Scott, I have a couple of questions for you. Can you talk about the MAP program and what makes it unique? Yeah, the Master of Applied Positive Psychology program is a 10-month fully online degree that provides a foundation in the science of human flourishing, which is the study of how we can live our best lives. And it gives students, I think, the necessary tools to apply that knowledge to create happier individuals, groups, and communities. And so it's in fulfilling that mission that uh, we're able to be unique in a couple of ways. Um, you'll probably find the first one really familiar, and that's our biopsychosocial focus. So we pay close attention to the mind-body-spirit-culture interactions that are really central to holistic wellness. And whether that's like understanding how someone with diabetes, let's say, can nurture their talents in spite of their health challenges, or it's understanding the top-down influence of this positive attentional work for somebody with chronic pain, for instance. So it's, you think about the whole person, right? The osteopathic tradition is rooted in understanding and respecting the whole person. We do the same thing in an integrated way in our health uh, psychology, positive psychology perspective that we offer. So that's one of the ways it's unique. Um, another way is that we are helping students develop this really practical skill set that they can use to apply positive psychology in a wide variety of areas. So areas like coaching, the corporate world, education, healthcare, human resources, and also as doctoral students, um, they can learn how to guide others in mindfulness exercises. They go through also this really extensive training in motivational interviewing, um, which is, as you know, an evidence-based way to have conversations that help people become more ready for change. And they also then can learn how to effectively facilitate groups in a psychoeducational virtual way. So we have our Happier You program, and we also have our health support programs where they interact with patients in our healthcare centers and staff at local organizations as they guide them toward adopting healthier lifestyles. And then the third practical skill, which is really exciting, is how they develop creative positive psychology approaches and that they're following a logic model and then becoming ready to really implement those approaches out in the community with organizations or with individuals. And that, those approaches may include things like gratitude, personal strengths, positive emotion induction, imagery, or other key practices. So, you know, we're holistic, but we're also practical and skill-driven. And we also have a world-class faculty, something that PCOM, I think, at large prides itself on is having 
faculty are highly student focused, experts in the subject matter that they teach, and we were literally creating transformative leaders of the future. So it's a really exciting time with MAP, and it's an exciting place to be at the Center of Positive Psychology here at PCOM. PCOM offers patients in our healthcare centers access to the Happier You program. What do you hope our patient population takes away from participating in the program? Yeah, so treatment as usual with cognitive behavioral therapy it involves helping patients more effectively catch unhelpful thoughts, uh, challenge them, teaches stress management techniques. And my hope is that through Happier You, um, patients take away this additional skill set. So not only are they able to reduce distress through our normal means of behavioral health intervention, but now they have this new skill set through Happier You where they can increase positive experiences. So as they come through this seven-week program, they learn, for instance, how to focus mindfully on small positive daily experiences, whether that's you know, the cup of tea that they had in the morning or it's a compliment that they receive, they're able to expand those moments and really derive a lot more joy and meaning from those small things that, that may be missed. They're also able to identify evidence of strengths, personal strengths. They can search for moments of lightness. They can find new and enjoyable and meaningful activities in their lives that they want to add and giving and receiving kindness. And those are some of the examples across those seven weeks that allow them to not only through CBT deactivate negative experiences, but with this positive psychology base, now they can activate more positive experiences in their life and they can change the thinking, feeling, doing patterns in a couple of different ways. So I like the analogy of putting an extra engine in the car. So they have this one engine that can prevent the car from moving backwards, which may be more traditional CBT, and then this extra engine to propel them forward into higher levels of well-being, more optimal functioning, which is where we hope people can ultimately arrive, right? It's not just about being okay. It's about reaching those upper levels of well-being. Thinking more broadly, why do you think this program, Positive Psychology, generally resonates? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, if we look ahead to the next 50 years, what will we in this global village facing steep challenges, what will we really most need? And I think it's people who are rooted in positive values, virtues, strengths, who understand these keys to maximizing creativity, love, connection, productivity, uh, good health. I think for a long time, we've been problem focused in psychology and in healthcare. And we, you know, we look for the problem, we try to fix it. And I think people's expectations are, you know, I'm not feeling great. And maybe I go to my, see my doctor or my therapist and I get back to feeling okay. And I think we paid far less attention to how we, the conditions that move people into those upper reaches, the upper strata of their full human potential. And so it's, it's another perspective that I think is very appealing uh, where we are in our society today it can really help move us move forward as uh, as a culture, um, as a nation, as a global community. So I'd love to ask you, Jay, you know, mental health and student mental health in particular continues to be a really important topic on college campuses. What is PCOM doing to address mental health among the student population? I think we're doing everything we can. You know, we've added additional mental health counselors on every campus. You know, we're trying to add 24-7 mental health crisis care, which we've done on every campus. 
I think the other thing we're trying to do is really address core issues. You know, where's the anxiety coming from? Where's the depression coming from? You know, what are the socioeconomic drivers? You know, we're finding out we have students that are potentially homeless. You know, is it that? Is it financial stress? It's really kind of getting to the root cause of what's driving it. You know, there's always normal anxiety in professional degree programs in terms of the workload. I also think we're seeing the side effects of, quite frankly, the pandemic. Just in a learning environment for all ages, I think kids in elementary school, we're going to see the effects of this for the next 15 years. High school, college, they're coming in with a heightened level of anxiety. And I think we're doing everything we can. You know, we're, we're developing support groups within the student body so they can help each other. I think we're trying to expand the CBT unit to handle more students. So we're really coming at this from every direction. Yeah, and there are mindfulness uh, groups that the students have access to. There's a number of re mental health resources that maybe weren't there before or as prominent before. And the pandemic has really oriented us to paying attention to mental health in a way that we haven't done before. Well, and the students are aware of it, even with all the student clubs and the student government organizations, they have their own student wellness initiatives. So getting it out in the open and willing and able to talk about it is the first step, because we're always talking about the stigma of mental health. Yeah. We could, that, that stigma, from my perspective, is gone. It, it's just, it's a, it's a fact of life that we need to embrace and not try and push off in a corner somewhere. Yeah, and it's great that students are involved from a structural perspective uh, in developing wellness programs and having a say in what they want exactly. as consumers. Exactly. Yeah. In a number of ways, PCOM continues to be a place that is welcoming, collegial, and supportive of, em of employees. As the leader of this institution, why do you think that is? And what makes you happiest in your role? I, I think culturally, PCOM and the osteopathic profession has always had kind of a family bond. And, you know, we're a family. The osteopathic profession was its own family. And, and we've kept that over the years. And people have heard me say that. I think past presidents have said it. It's part of our culture. And part of family is taking care of each other. And the holistic philosophy of really, it, it's really about empathy and caring about people. That's the bottom line. And we look for students that were, that's an integral part of their value system. We look for it in faculty. We look for it in staff. So it, it's really building on that and continuing that culture. In, in terms of what makes me happiest in this role, it's student success because that's what we're here for. I mean, we exist for the student body. What makes me happy on an activity basis is I love talking to students when the weather's nice and I'll sit out in the office and, and on a bench and just randomly, you know, start talking to students that walk by. That makes my day. And to hear their stories, everybody here has a great story, not only in Philadelphia, in Swanee and in Moultrie. And that's what keeps me going. That's why I get out of bed every day. Yeah, I can really relate to the the joy and the sense of purpose as faculty here in seeing students grow and seeing them 
take the ideas that we're teaching and really implementing them in their lives and seeing their their future really open up for them. And there's I think there's no greater gift as a faculty here to to nurture that. Like we're we're nurturers. No, we and, are. Yeah. And and uh, I as a graduate of the clinical psychology PsyD program, I've seen both sides, the family perspective of what PCOM is from the student perspective, but also now from the faculty perspective that we are caring, deeply caring uh, in, in ways that are, are really felt by students. It really makes a difference for them. So finally, last year, Philadelphia was ranked 141st for happiest cities in America. As a regional leader and native Philadelphian, what do you think we need to do to improve our ranking and show that Philadelphians are happier than people think? You know, I spent a lot of time on this question. I, I was thinking to myself, okay, when when did they do this survey? How was this assessed? Was it after we lost the World Series? Was it after an Eagles game <laughs> loss? Was it after the Sixers? This is such a sports town. This city lives and dies by sports. If you if somebody does a survey the day after a great win, everybody's going to be happy. If it's after a loss, everybody's miserable. <laughs> and sure. you know, I think. I would challenge that. I think people in Philadelphia are, are happy. I also think they're happy when they're complaining. Yeah. You know, they're not going to come out and say, oh, I'm the happiest person in the world. But I think most people in this city, they love this city. And that's why they stay or they leave. People vote with their feet. <clears throat> so, you know, I'd be really curious as to their definition of happiness in the survey. Yeah, and and happiness not just in acknowledging, you know, hey, I'm I'm feeling happy today, but talking about happiness in terms of meaning and purpose. You know, we, we there is such an extraordinary work ethic to people in this city that we are driven to to do and to produce and to basically be the shoulders that other others can stand on. You know, it's really funny, Scott, because you always hear that Philadelphia is a blue collar town. You know, that we're a blue collar town, we're a union town, we're construction, we're builders. On the flip side, all you all you ever hear is we're Eds and Meds. So it's two opposite ends of the spectrum, you know, but we come together is one. And I think the city, you know, is not called the city of happiness. It's called the city of brotherly love. You know, and love has its ups and downs. You know, not every day is great. And you take the good with the bad. But at the end of the day, we've all got each other's back. And and there is an unrivaled passion and determination that I think cuts across whether it's blue collar, eds and meds, right? So right. it's that, that uh, those qualities that really come through. And they're revealed when the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, as they are now. And when our sports teams are doing well, I think that that brings passion, together. Right. It bubbles to the surface. You know, when you see, you know, you know, a million people in a parade celebrating, whether it's a Super Bowl victory or a World Series victory, it's one. I mean, you know, it's a united front. All our differences, political, socioeconomic, whatever goes out the window and we're just united. Yeah. And that's the best feeling. And it it really, truly is brotherly love. It it is. (laughs) So I think uh, I challenge that survey. Well, Scott, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. It definitely was a lively conversation. As our daily lives become more and more inundated with troubling news, images, and other content via social and traditional media, 
finding ways to manage stress and anxiety and develop tools to increase feelings of happiness is critical to our overall well-being. Programs like A Happier You, spearheaded by Dr. Glassman at PCOM's Master of Applied Positive Psychology program, are part of a growing movement to help people understand and learn more about the power of focusing on personal strengths and the positive side of life. To listen to past episodes of this podcast and become a subscriber, visit our SoundCloud page or find us on iTunes by searching Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. I'm Dr. Jay Feldstein, and this has been PCOM Perspectives. Thank you.